At 19, I ought to have been in college along with the rest of my high school class, gaining 15 pounds of knowledge and bursting the sweatpants of my ignorance. What else did people do there? Changed their names to patchouli, became vegetarians, grew out their leg hair for the first time, got so caught up in their studies of ancient Greece that they murdered a farmer while worshipping the grape god in the countryside. It seemed the very act of stacking boxes in a second-hand car and driving away with your childhood home in the rear view allowed you to be born again in whatever form you chose, and I could hardly wait. I had applied and been accepted, and was all set to start attending a great books college in the winter of 2001. But the night before Christmas, two weeks before I was supposed to depart for Annapolis, my father called me into his study for a talk. The oratund, indignant sound of Rush Limbaugh was blasting from a radio in the corner, and the drunken leprechaun sound of Bill O'Reilly was blasting from the television. It was my father's pleasure to listen to the two men simultaneously, while emitting the occasional hoo-hoo of agreement. He was wearing his most formal boxer shorts, the ones you could almost not see through. He padded a spot next to him on the overstuffed leather sofa. It was one of his personal commandments that a couch must absolutely always be made of leather. If your couch was made of chintz or something, go live on Fairy Island. I sat down, averting my eyes, staring past the curve of his cheek and out the window, where the upper feathers of a pillow fight swirled between us and the school next door. We can't do it, Bit, he said, shaking his curly head kindly, as if it couldn't be helped. The money just isn't there, he explained, which made me think of a smoke and mirrors trick. Poof, and the pile of money is gone. The pile of textbooks, the pile of bricks that would have been college. Okay, I said, automatic, from a body that didn't seem to be mine. I didn't ask a single question. When I remember this, the urge to fly back and shake my young self by the shoulders shakes my present self to the point of pain. What I knew about the world was from books. What I did not know about the world is that there are ways. There are ways in, through, above, and around it. I accepted the statement as a mountain, a fact on the face of the earth, as final as if he had told me I would not be going to heaven. Suddenly out the window, the pillow fight ceased and the snow flew in long white strikeouts. Of course, I thought, actually blushing at my stupidity. There was a reason we hadn't bought any supplies, any notebooks or highlighters or beanbag chairs for my dorm room. There was a reason I didn't have a framed poster of The Kiss or The Starry Night all ready to hang, or at the very least one of Francis Bacon's screaming popes to remember the family by. There was a reason my mother changed the subject when I brought up my departure, now one day nearer, now one more. The entire East Coast began to float out to sea. The chamber behind my eyes felt hot. I thought, why would I ever think I could go? The same thing had happened to my older sister, Christina, who had a soprano so lovely it sounded like the pure concentrate of a hymn. She had planned to study singing at Washington University in St. Louis, but it had to drop out at the last minute, for reasons that remained foggy and unexplained. Something about a FAFSA, something about my mother's inability to ever file our taxes on time. 
Perhaps she had been called in for a similar talk, and had accepted the verdict without question. A brief, tumultuous year later, she was married. But somehow, even after all that, I had not foreseen it happening to me.